Welcome to the Colorful Clipboard, where we discuss the building blocks of making dough in childcare. I'm Kate. And I'm Carrie. Welcome back to Colorful Clipboard, and we are so excited to be with you today. And we're going to talk about your local elementary school. Um, really, we're going to talk a lot about the relationships that you may want to have with different components of that elementary school, and possibly even middle and high school, depending on uh, your community needs. But really, we're going to start with the elementary school. So, Carrie, when I say that to you, what do you think? I mean, what pops in your head? So my first thing is being super friendly with the office staff and giving them presents. Oh, office <laughs> staff. I love, and, and I love presents. So, oh yeah. So office staff are definitely key to helping uh, share information that you might have. Um, when I think elementary school, I immediately think the parent-teacher organization or association um, and how can you as a business uh, support them and how can there be a win-win situation? Because, um, you know, I'm all about marketing dollars. Yeah, well, I think both of them are marketing dollars because the two places where people ask, you know, oh, where do you take your kid to after school or I'm pregnant, where should I get on the list? They're going to ask the office staff and they're going to ask the leaders at the PTA, PTO. That's who they're going to ask. So how often would you suggest that somebody talks to the office staff or interacts with them? I mean, what does that look like in your head? I know what it looks like in my head. <laughs> in your head, what do you think? I mean, because I don't want people to think this is a one-time visit. No, I mean, to me, in a normal year, in a non-COVID year, <laughs> those two weeks before school is open, when staff are there, but the children aren't, um, that's the first time I go and talk to the office staff. And, you know, I say, you know, I'm just wanting to go over with you our pickup routine. Um, we traditionally do pick up kids from this school, or we have two children who have enrolled with us who are going to be coming to the school and I want to go over what the pickup routine is. And by talking to the office staff, you're acknowledging the fact that they know everything that goes on in the school and you're treating them as the experts that they are in the systems at their school. And then at the end of that conversation, I say, thank you so much for taking the time. I know this is a busy time when you're trying to set up all your protocols and I give them something to say thank you for spending the 10 to 15 minutes with me. And at this point, I would probably, um, it's Texas, it's hot. Um, and so a Yeti cup that has a sticker with my center's name on it. Oh, I love that idea. Those are really, really cool. And then I would keep checking in. You know, there are holidays that are specifically, you know, related to office managers or secretary's day or whatever. So I, of course, would make sure that I took them a present the week before that day to say, I appreciate you every day. I know this day is coming up, but I just wanted to let you know that I and these three kids who come to this school who have also signed to this card appreciate you even when it's not um, administrative assistance day. And having the kids sign the card has an amazing effect on their remembrance of the fact that you put this together. And if the kids made a bag of trail mix <laughs> that goes with that card, then the, that office staff person is like, wow. 
Well, and even more if that card is created by kids. I mean, I realize that this isn't really the topic for today, but I mean, I really do think it's important to have um, usable art. And so one of the things that I found uh, makes um, great art projects for your school age kids are things that then become the art and thank you notes that you use. So even when you're sending thank you notes to people who have come to visit your program, um, and yes, I am a big supporter of postcards and thank you notes that are handwritten to new people who check yeah. out your program. But, you know, why spend the money? I mean, don't get me wrong. Carrie and I spend a lot of money with Vistaprint, but um, I, and I don't have a problem with that. But, you know, you have all these kids doing art projects every single day. So give them some cardstock and then cut the cardstock to the sizes you need. I mean, nobody says that one piece of artwork has to be one card. It can be five, six, 12, yeah. uh, depending on what they're doing. And so I think that's really, really important. And uh, of course, on the back, it me, you know, you write something, you know, a custom card created at ABC Child Care Center, your address, your website, phone number. Yep. So. And I think another opportunity that doesn't feel forced for you to go in and talk to the office staff is when a kid that attends your after-school program goes to their school and has to be picked up early. So you know they were in the office, right? So if the child went home sick or if they went home early because they had a dentist appointment or something like that, again, taking in a note and saying, you know, I just wanted to say thank you so much for looking after Susanna for the, until her mom got here to pick her up for her orthodontist appointment. I really appreciate it. Thanks a lot. And you give them, you know, a, a bag full of lifesavers because she was a lifesaver. You know, those kinds of things are, it feels natural and unforced and it doesn't feel like this person is being really salesy. It feels like you're appreciating their work. You are. And so that's one of the things as a director you really need to do is establish relationships that are real and creating them with both natural partners and unnatural partners. And so, um, so in addition to the office staff, you know, the people who I find as a really good connection that are important to have are the Parent Teachers Association. Uh, definitely find out um, how you can help them. So do they have a problem with attendance? And do people use childcare as the reason why they can't come to a meeting? Um, if you want both parents there, do you need to have somebody? So um, having, especially if you're close to the school, you know, being able to offer uh, that one hour and a half a night, uh, one night a month uh, for free for, for PTO or PTA members, um, or you charge $5 and then all those little $5 go back as a, a fundraiser back to the program, Um a lot of times the PTOs uh, sponsor events during the year. So again, trying to be part of those events, field day, um, ice cream night, uh, you know, whatever it might be. And, and again, uh, in, in, you know, the beginning of the 2020 school year, um, after everything that's happened um, over the, the spring and the summer, we realized that some of these events may not happen or look the same way. But back to school nights, um, any of that stuff that you can be there as a community resource. I mean, and even things like when they have those silent auctions that I hate going to um, and that I don't particularly like contributing something to, 
but that is because I have a tendency to think it has to do with what I sell. <laughs> I have to give them like a free month of tuition that people bid on. But it, I realized a few years ago that I don't have to give that. <laughs> I could instead give, you know, uh, all the stuff for the parents to make slime with is something everybody does. But instead, how about if you had all the contents to make homemade Play-Doh and um, the, you know, other activities that you do at your center with school-age kids? So maybe it's, um, you know, a junior Picasso set and you give, you know, all kinds of supplies for them to help their child channel their art because you do a lot of art in your school age program. Well, the other and the other thing you can do is thinking about how can you, you know, what are if you've taken our director course, so if you've been at all involved with um, learning links and all Texas director Uh, You have heard us talk about understanding your advocacy passion. And so if you are passionate about youth in sports or youth fitness or um, bicycle helmets or any of that stuff, you can also tie those back in. Um, Or if there is another community partner who you want to support. So it could be a family night. It could be pizza, popcorn, and a movie. So again, you could have a gift card from the local ice cream shop or the local pizza place. And so you could have a gift basket that's an, a, a family night in. Yep. Um, and so I think that, you know, there's definitely ways. And throw in a t-shirt and, and you know, throw in some swag from your program. Um, you know, more and more people are, are using um, the custom stickers in addition to t-shirts or visors or, again, uh, think about... Uh, what might be something people might use? You know, we know that people use, you know, water bottles and Yetis way more than that plastic freebie, freebie bottle. Um, yep. You know, it, it would be cheaper to go buy a cricket <laughs> and five really nice uh, Yeti or the off-brand Yeti kind of mug um, and do something um kind of different but you could always put like the school mascot on one side and maybe your school's mascot or information on the other side so um i've also seen um programs really get excited about the relationship they have with their elementary school and um for example if the elementary school was a bunch of white tigers um, their pre-K classroom becomes the white cubs and they are you know basically really working with the kindergarten teachers to prep the next level of white tiger. And so I think another something just popped into my head. Sorry to interrupt, but that's okay. I think one of the cutest things I've seen programs do is when there is a track and field day or if they have a dance squad or, you know, there's some sort of performance at the elementary school, bringing your kids on a field trip that is really inexpensive (laughs) to go have them be the cheer squad. You know, your five-year-olds are going to get so excited about seeing all these kids running back and forth in the relay race or um, when they're doing, you know, the fifth graders doing, you know, um, again, I'm going to lean on my elementary school career here. And, you know, the fifth grader, well, at our school, it was the sixth graders did a ballet folklorico uh, dance demonstration and um, a couple of other cultural dance demonstrations. So some people did 
Foursquare and some people did polka and some people did um, traditional West African dancing. So we had like these dance presentations at the end of the school year. And it would have been so cool as a sixth grader to have people losing their mind the way four-year-olds do when a kid they know is performing. So I think that'd be really cool. Well, you know, it's funny. So even with that, though, is is being able to be the the not that they do they don't usually have a um, a trial run of a choir practice or something, but that might be. So I usually think just about getting having a relationship with the kindergarten teacher. But you know, if you think about specials and you think about the art classes and especially music or theater or, or band or any of that stuff, which is great opportunities and great tie-ins to some of your middle schools. So why not have dress rehearsals in the middle of the day when you have class, right? Um, and, and open it up to the four-year-olds in the neighborhood. So um, definitely keep in mind that, um, you know, it doesn't have to just be the kindergarten teacher that you have a relationship with. Um, and, and that's where, um, but from a field trip standpoint, is is why perhaps being and getting to know your middle school and high schoolers is a great opportunity because, again, really easy field trips to go watch the, the, the third grade choir performance or the sixth grade play that they're going to do in the fall stuff like that. Yeah. And the children at your center are going to be excited because this is, you know, their big sister's friend, you know, (laughs) so there, there is that relationship within the community. So I think if you can create an actual symbiotic relationship, it can go further than the PTO and helping them with fundraising and helping them with childcare It can go beyond being friends with the office staff. It can instead be these kids, we are expecting to go to this elementary school. And so what are the values that this school has? You don't have to come up with your own values. You can just steal the ones from the elementary school. Absolutely. They all have the the character programs and stuff like that. And and I think that the more in preschool you talk about what it's like to be a kindergartner, um, the more excited and attached to that school that they're going to feel. And um, and I love the idea of field trips and, and, and maybe even days where um, they know that the kindergartners are going to be out. Like another thing that might be really interesting to work with the school is when the kindergartners go on a field trip, your kids go on a field trip to the kindergarten classroom. Yep. And they get to go see what a kindergarten classroom looks like. Um, and you can also on those teacher in-service days where the parents are like, I don't know what I'm going to do with the kids. Say, you know, even if you don't typically have a um, school age program, you could say, we'll take kindergartners on these two in-service days um, and you only have to pay, you know, $35 and they can be here all day. And what that is, is a field trip in and your threes and fours and young fives get to talk to that kindergartner and play with that kindergarten, those kindergartners. And they can ask the questions about, is it true you can't take a nap? Or is it true you don't have to take a nap, depending on which <laughs> preschooler it is, right? <laughs> and can I bring... I have this stuffed animal that I keep in my cubby here. Am I going to be able to take that to kindergarten? And all those anxiety questions. So I know that 
when my that I've seen that the big kids they have pencil boxes. What if you lose your pencil box? Does that mean you don't get any more crayons? You know, so they can ask those questions that they're worried about, but they're not going to ask their mom. They're not going to ask other adults, but they wouldn't have a problem asking that kindergartner who came in for the day. Well, the other thing to think about is if you have siblings that struggle with that same day off um, that in the class that are maybe even a little older, um, those kids can come in and be um, reading buddies or teachers helpers for the day. I mean, what three-year-old wouldn't love the fifth grade sibling of a, of a four-year-old to come and read stories to them that day? Um, so again, it doesn't mean that you have to have a full blown school age program, but I'm also not talking about having 20 kids in, you know, it's finding out what parents have that need and how can you help them and how can they help you? Um, you know, maybe they're on the playground and helping you, um, you know, you got to make sure that there's enough of an age difference that it, that it works nicely. (laughs) So, Um, But if you've got kids who came to your program or who've always been at your program and now um, they may not have siblings, but they've just always been at your program in the summer. So sort of a homecoming. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, um, when kids graduate high school, you know, they always go back to their. Well, okay, maybe not this year, Um, but in past years, they went back to their elementary school and walked the halls and stuff like that. I mean. There's no reason you can't do something very similar with the kindergartners and the first graders and the second graders, but definitely the fifth graders and have the little fifth graders come in and walk through their preschool. And um, especially if they've been there a long time and encouraging these kids to um, be excited about the next step for them, which is going to be going to school. Yeah, I think all of those things. And again, I'm looking a little bit through the COVID lens, right? So right. what can we do and what can we not do in the COVID times? But everything except for the going in and talking to the office staff, I think is very doable, even in a COVID times. And there will be a time when the office staff are in the office. <laughs> um, I know in my region, we're not sure what day that will be. But <laughs> there will be days before school opens to in-person learning when the office staff are there and they have been on again, off again, anxious, you know, since June, just like the parents have. And in reality, this is a great opportunity if your budget allows for it, for you to do something nice for the office staff who are there. And it could be something as simple as ordering a pizza Uh, that's done as no touch, you know, no contact Um, or sending them a virtual gift card to Sonic to go get, you know, uh, two o'clock, you know, slushies for everybody or something like that. And all of those can be done electronically or via the mail. Um, because again, don't forget the value of a handwritten note. So sending a note to the office staff this week that just says, I know that your life has not gone as planned. Neither has mine, you know, uh, enjoy the, the, the two to five happy hour on ABC child cares dime. Um, attached as a gift card to Sonic or or whatever might be close to them or, or part of your community and uh, encourage them to go get a happy hour uh, slushy um, and that you're thinking of them and, and do it as a handwritten note. Uh, um, in reality, you know, you can write that note anytime. Nobody says you have to write it right then. You can write it in advance, put the stamp on it and just know when you need to mail it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, the PTOs and PTAs are going to have a much harder time in this school year 
than they have in many previous school years because we're in a recession. And so those things that they used to raise money for, they're going to be deciding what things are going to stay on the table and what things have to come off the table because it's a different financial situation. And so if you can come in with moral support, (laughs) even if you can't come in with financial support, if you can come in and say, I will help you put together the descriptions of the things for instead of us having the normal silent auction, you're going to do a virtual silent auction. Maybe you as or one of your staff can have a flair for writing stuff up that is creative and they can be the one who helps write the descriptions for that virtual silent auction. So even if you don't have the funds to donate, you do have some ability that you can donate to that organization to help them to keep that relationship positive and, um, supportive. Absolutely. And, and so many people are doing things virtually right now, and there's a strong possibility that some of these parent teacher meetings will continue that way. Um, jump in on them, be a part of them, learn what the community is doing, um, become a friend of the school. So, um, you know, some school districts, some chamber of commerces still have, um, you know, uh, basically a community and school partnerships. Uh, Not every chamber has those, but that's a great opportunity to be involved as well. So find out if your chamber of commerce does anything with the the schools or the school district. Uh, See if any of those match your goals and beliefs. Um, If you have something that you advocate for and maybe it's No Kid Hungry, No Kid Has a Hungry Weekend. Um, If there's a backpack program that's currently available at the elementary school, you know, if you know that some of those families are also families in your school, uh, there might be a way to uh, extend that or, you know, add a, a preschool buddy pack or something so that, you know, that kid goes home with food for the weekend. They may or may not know that that kid's got two or three siblings at home. So, um, definitely, you know, establishing those community-wide relationships is going to help your bottom line as a business uh, and definitely even your bottom line as a person. Yeah. So I hope this has been helpful. And if it has, please share it with other uh, people in your program and with other programs in your area. Post about it on social media. We are waiting with bated breath for our first Um, review on iTunes. So if you are that first person and you email us a screen capture of that first thing, then I'm sure I can come up with a wonderful present to send you. So go ahead and send that screen capture to hello at colorful clipboard and you know, dot com dot com. (laughs) Uh, Let's go with uh, an Amazon gift card. Absolutely. And at some point in time, um, I realize that you guys have probably listened to our monkey workshops Uh, when the world gets a little bit back to normal, we're going to have all kinds of monkeys to be sending to people. And so we get really excited, but you only get a monkey if you do a review. So, um, not my monkey, it's yours. So on that note, (laughs) we'll see you next week and have a great one. Thank you for listening to Colorful Clipboards. Connect with us on social media at Colorful Clipboard or send us an email to hello at Colorful Clipboards. Send us your voicemail with your own questions and stories. If you want to keep learning with us, visit Texas Director, where we continue to have seminars, licensing, programs, and more. This show has been made by me, Carrie Casey. 
and Kate Young with assistance from Hallie Casey and Marie Young. If you learned something today, share the show.